tis the season for giving. And what's better than giving more to everyone you love? With Celebrations Passport from 1-800-Flowers.com, I can enjoy unlimited free shipping on everything, from flowers to gourmet gifts across their entire family of brands, which means sharing more with the special people in my life, now and all throughout the year. Shop 1-800-Flowers.com stream and share holiday joy today. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. You and I have the ability and the dignity and the right to make our own decisions and determine our own destiny. You're listening to The Underground. I'm your host, Frank Salvato. This morning, Minneapolis is reeling. Tensions running high in a city on edge. A third night of protest again turning violent. Demonstrators clashing with police. Buildings, including this evacuated police... This is now the battle for I Street. Uh, I Street and 16th, that's where I'm at right now. There's now a car that's been overturned and is on fire. Uh, the AFL-CIO building, just immediately to the right, the lobby was on St. John's Church is on fire. The parish office, uh, we went downstairs and it is on fire. I'm going to walk. This is awful. There's definitely a fire. Protesters filling downtown, at one point briefly shutting down the entrance to the Eisenhower Expressway. And these crowds kept growing, the tensions eventually boiling over, eventually dozens filling the loop. Storefronts were smashed in throughout the area. Chicago police telling me multiple people were arrested. And you can see these confrontations between police and protesters. We're looking at live pictures here of Los Angeles where these protests are gaining momentum. We're seeing just a standoff there between police and protesters. We've certainly seen it turn violent with several cars, police vehicles that have been torched there. Many buildings around the city have also gone up in flames. And this is happening in around 30 states around America. It all started in Minnesota. This was over the death. President Trump, in a series of tweets Sunday, praised the National Guard in Minneapolis for shutting down radical left anarchists, then declared the United States of America will be designating Antifa as a terrorist organization. In a statement, Attorney General William Barr said the violence instigated and carried out by Antifa and other similar groups in connection with rioting is domestic terrorism and will be treated accordingly. As of this recording, the city of Minneapolis and its surrounding counties, along with urban areas around the country, are on fire, literally. Monuments in Washington, D.C., including the World War II Memorial and the Lincoln Memorial, 
have been defaced. A 204-year-old church complex, St. John's, across from the White House, was briefly set afire. And posters are popping up all over urban centers organizing Antifa terrorists to, quote, move the battle to the suburbs, unquote. A federal agent in Oakland was killed, and law enforcement, as well as fire and EMS personnel, are under violent attack from coast to coast. If anyone believes that this violence and destruction is related to the death of George Floyd, they are delusional. This is a full-on attempt at crippling the country by progressive domestic terrorists. This is an act of war at the hands of Antifa. By all rational accounts, the system, which in some cases used to ignore the use of excessive force by law enforcement, is working this time. The four cops who are accused of using excessive force in Minneapolis were terminated. Officer Derek Chauvin has been charged with third-degree murder and manslaughter, and the DOJ is looking into the application of civil rights violation charges. The system is working. Bad people who did bad things are being punished, investigated, charged, and will get tried by a jury. Yet in the face of the system working, legitimate protesters took to the streets of Minneapolis. They rightfully marched to protest a questionable death of a man in police custody. These protesters had the hearts and minds of every American. If these protests would have stayed nonviolent, that would still be the case today. Sadly, violent ideological opportunists, anarchists, and hardcore socialists took advantage of the situation. Now, rioting, looting, and acts of arson on a scale that makes Devil's Night out in Detroit look like a quaint bonfire have exploded in many urban areas and are threatening to expand into suburban areas across the country. In some larger urban areas, this criminal activity has ventured into the suburban areas. Shopping and business centers are closed out of an abundance of caution, and county and suburban police forces are gearing up in preparation for the worst. All officers are on heightened alert, public works trucks are set up at barriers at intersections, and people are sleeping with loaded weapons at the ready. This unrest has spread across our nation in short order, from New York to Chicago, Nashville to Atlanta, Louisville, Des Moines, Washington, D.C., Los Angeles, and other major cities in the United States, and has done so in a curious sense of coordination and precision. These protests stink of being manufactured and pre-prepared, and evidence is pointing to the involvement of progressive left Antifa domestic terror groups from coast to coast. It also stinks of the fingerprints of Valerie Jarrett and Eric Holder, two radicals who have refused to step aside after the election of Donald Trump. Adam Leggett, a former British Army counterterrorism officer and security consultant specializing in crowd management, describes the Antifa agitators thusly, quote, The real hardcore guys, this is their job. They're involved in this struggle. They need protests on the street to give them cover to move in, unquote. USA Today's Trevor Hughes describes what the Antifa operatives are doing in the protests today, quote, Drifting out of the shadows in small groups, dressed in black, carrying shields and wearing knee pads, they head toward the front lines of the protest. Helmets and gas masks protect and obscure their faces, and they carry bottles of milk to counteract tear gas and pepper spray. Most of them appear to be white. They carry no signs and don't want to speak to reporters. 
trailed by designated medics with red crosses taped to their clothes, these groups head straight for the front lines of the conflict. These small groups do battle with police and the National Guard, kicking away tear gas canisters and throwing back foam rubber projectiles fired at them. Around them, fires break out, windows are smashed, parked cars destroyed. Sometimes they threaten those journalists who photograph them destroying property, unquote. This is the playbook of Antifa. They are a leftist-backed paid agitator movement that, as a rule, co-ops legitimate causes from pure original intent to serve their progressive masters who use chaos, violence, and anarchy to facilitate change to their advantage. Progressive anarchist group leaders, like those of Antifa, use identity and victimhood politics opportunistically to play on the emotions of the aggrieved in hopes of agitating them just enough to supply cover for the violent thugs that infiltrate peaceful protests, thugs that are paid to foment transformative chaos. They co-opt a legitimate tragedy, incite the flames of emotional rage, and create well-meaning but useful idiots, Vladimir Lenin's words, not mine, to destroy their own communities. When there's nothing left to burn, when there's no shelter or food left to eat, the leaders of the progressive movement believe they can swoop down with salvation and solution that will appeal to the masses. But the price for their solution and salvation is a massive loss of freedom, dependency on government, and the institutionalization of socialism. If we are to neuter the abilities of groups like Antifa, if we are to combat the fascist groups that seek to forcibly transform the United States from a constitutional republic to a socialist state through insurrection and violent political overthrow, we must be determined to establish a mindset that will serve as a basis for all things moving forward. We, each of us and as a society, need to establish that we exist in the now that the laws apply to now, that the actions executed are culpable now. If we want a free and fair society, then we must push back strongly against the progressive special interest groups that constantly attempt to divide us by vilifying specific demographics for the sins of history. We must force them to exist in the now. So when bad actors commit crimes, and this applies to everyone, everywhere, on both sides of the political and ideological aisle, regardless of race, sex, or religion, they should be investigated, charged, tried, and if found guilty, punished. The irony here is that this process is happening right now in Minneapolis, but the violence and destruction continues, and at the well-funded hands of Antifa, who care less about George Floyd and more about toppling a system of government. Consider the incredible and positive change that was brought forth with nonviolent civil disobedience under Martin Luther King Jr. and Gandhi. It seems to me that there are three ways that oppressed people can deal with their oppression. One is to rise up in the open violence, in physical violence. And some persons have used that method, persons who have been oppressed. But I think the danger of that method is its futility. I feel that 
violence creates many more social problems than it solves. I admire freedom fighters wherever they are, but I still believe that nonviolence is the strongest approach. So I don't think it's limited to a particular locality. I think it uh, should apply in every situation in the world where individuals seek to break loose from the bondage of colonialism or from some totalitarian regime or from the system which we confront in America. I feel that uh, nonviolence, organized, I should say, organized uh, nonviolent resistance is the most powerful weapon, weapon that oppressed people can use in breaking loose from the bondage of oppression. As I've said before, these are real leaders of real activist movements that brought about real transformation in society. Their example and their meaningful and potent vehicles for change they created are the only true way to bring about profound change to societal maladies. Yet today, in Minneapolis and other urban centers, we are witnessing deceitful players bastardizing the lives of these great men. Even as they lionize them as heroes, they engage in violent confrontation and destructive acts. They even defaced the very site on which the I Have a Dream speech was actually given, all to facilitate political change and bring about the control of the masses outside the strictures of the Constitution. The Antifa activists, and I'm including their major funders, George Soros and Tom Steyer, the hierarchy of the Open Society Foundations, the globalists on both sides of the aisle, and the ignorant mouthpieces of the media in Hollywood are literally pissing on the graves of these two great men, Martin Luther King Jr. and Gandhi. I've stated it before and it bears repeating. Arson does not promote equality or justice. Looting does not promote equality or justice. Shooting at first responders does not promote equality or justice. Anarchy does not promote equality or justice at all. I am extremely disappointed at the many smart and thoughtful people who have fallen prey to the false narrative of identity and victimhood politics. We must all realize that groups like Antifa and the political progressive left use identity and victimhood politics to divide people in a quest for power. Are there bad actors in the world? Yes. That's the reason the promised progressive utopia can never come to pass. The frailty of human nature, our natural sympathetic fight-or-flight responses, mandate self-preservation when push comes to shove. But we can make our world our country, our states, and our streets, better places if we act the way we want our societies to be. If we want equality, then we must exist as equals. No special groups, no hyphenated identities, no groups of privilege, no color, sexual, or dogmatic identity politics. We have to exist as equals. If we want peace, then we need to be peaceful. No justifying anarchy, arson, and the deadly use of force because the other guy started it. And no blindly following the disingenuous goading of fascist Pied Pipers like Antifa and the people who fund and promote them. If you want peace, then be peaceful. And if you want intelligent outcomes, then act wisely. 
Self-righteous, ignorant, and arrogant indignation in the name of activism is centered on ego, not acts of bringing about solutions. Put the Molotov cocktail down. Put the brick down. Stop beating shop owners and use your brain instead of your little head. And all of these points apply to everyone, everywhere, on both sides of the issue. No exceptions, no excuses, no justification. Sadly, the people setting fire to our cities across America either exist on an intellectual plane that would make chimpanzees shake their heads in disgust, useful idiots to Antifa one and all, or are getting paychecks from organizations funded by George Soros and Tom Steyer and all the organizers behind the chaos. The idea of civil discourse and compromise, peaceful protest, is completely foreign to them. Today, the president is moving to put Antifa on the list of domestic terrorist organizations. This is long overdue and a necessary move. Under the much maligned Patriot Act, domestic terrorism is defined as activities that A, involved acts dangerous to human life that are a violation of the criminal laws of the U.S. or of any state, B, appear to be intended one, to intimidate or coerce a civilian population. Two, to influence the policies of a government by intimidation or coercion. Or three, to affect the conduct of a government by mass destruction, assassination, or kidnapping. And C, occur primarily within the territorial jurisdiction of the United States. The actions of Antifa satisfy all of these prerequisites. To date, there's no federal criminal offense referred to as domestic terrorism. And with progressive Democrats in the majority in the House, enacting legislation to address this void appears to be far off. But there is hope that the current Department of Justice will pursue action under the Patriot Act, citing terrorism without drilling actions down to the subcategory of domestic terrorism. This would afford the federal government the ability to go after the funders of these organizations, and that means the fortunes of George Soros and Tom Steyer, their fortunes, would then be vulnerable to being frozen. The full weight of the federal government could be brought to bear on these bad actors. As Martin Luther King Jr. and Gandhi look on in disgust from the heavens over a generation lost to identity and victimhood politics and the poison of progressivism's quest to violently divide and conquer for the sake of chaotic power, there's light at the end of the tunnel. If the Trump administration can cripple Soros and Steyer, it will have significantly damaged the modern-day violence-prone progressive movement. And that is a win for the Charters of Freedom, our nation, and the whole of the American people. I'll be right back with my segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce, broadcast on the Salem and Genesis Communication Satellite Networks to over 2 million people daily, right after this. This is now the battle for I Street. Uh, I Street and 16th. That's St. Right John's right Church now. is on fire. The parish office, this is Chicago on fire. police telling me multiple people were arrested. This is happening in around 30 states around America. Attorney General William Barr said the violence instigated and carried out by Antifa is domestic terrorism and will be treated accordingly. accordingly. This podcast segment has been brought to you by the Emerald Coast Tea Company. 
makers of all-natural, handcrafted, exotic blend teas. When it comes to tea, no matter what your preference, the Emerald Coast Tea Company has a tea or tea blend just for you. Order yours today at emeraldcoastteacompany.com. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. This is the Captain's America Third Watch. Coming to you live from Tampa. Call in now and talk to Captain Matt toll-free, 877-969-8600. I'm your captain. I'm your captain. He's on the air, taking on enemies foreign and domestic, and uniting Americans to the cause of liberty. We will rally the world to this cause by our efforts, by our courage. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Good morning, America! Hello, world, and welcome to the Monday morning edition of the Captain's America Third Watch. I'm the Captain Matt Bruce as we broadcast tomorrow's news tonight right here from my flagship station in Tampa, Florida, and my Moss Family Automotive Studio to great radio stations across America as well as in the Caribbean and around the world, too, via the Internet and the satellite streaming live online right now. And a special shout-out goes to our military men and women, to our EMTs, our firefighters, police, hospital and ER room workers, our 911 dispatchers, the Border Patrol, security officers, the U.S. Coast Guard, and all those helping in the coronavirus effort, too, keeping us free and safe. Now, to the truckers, the warehouse, the factory workers, the butchers and bakers, maintenance, janitorial workers, the mechanics, construction workers, bulk mail centers, Uber, Lyft, taxi, and bus drivers, and all those roughnecks out there working the oil rigs all across the country and all around the world, thank you for keeping America rolling along. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook by going to the official Captain's America Third Watch Facebook page. That's the official Captain's America Third Watch Facebook page. Like the page, jump into the chat room, and you can converse with us just like a whole bunch of people have been doing all night long. Well, joining us right now, we've got Frank Salvato from the Underground USA podcast. Good morning, Mr. Frank. Morning, Mr. Captain. Time to say the pledge. Are you ready, sir? You got it. I pledge allegiance, pledge allegiance to the flag, to the flag of, of the United States, States of America, America and, and to the republic, republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty, justice for all. And we emphasize the two words, under God, because our great country was founded on Judeo-Christian values. Well, Frank, it's been a busy weekend. On Friday night, we had a federal police officer killed in Oakland, California, by rioters. Um, I believe the first attempted murder charge was probably to a New York City a woman who was charged with throwing a Molotov cocktail at two New York police officers. And then not to be outdone, some idiot lawyer, get this, an Ivy League lawyer threw a Molotov cocktail at two police officers, got caught red-handed and got arrested. And they even got to try to firebomb the AFL-CIO building, the Teachers Union building in Washington, D.C., and they tried to get an, a, a church that was built in 1815, but the only mistake they made was they set the fire in the basement and it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, St. John's, it's across the street from the White House, Yep, and, er, and every single president since Madison has gone there. Yep. It is a historic landmark. So we've, we, we have crossed a Rubicon here. President Trump has the ability to call Congress into session. Yep. 
He needs to do that to get this to get Antifa designated as a domestic terror group. It has to happen immediately. Yep. Because they are starting to burn landmarks. They defaced the Lincoln Memorial. And they the, defaced the the World War II Memorial. Right. Right. It's time to respond to this. Mm-hmm. Because so far these these enemies of the state these internal enemies of the state have pretty much been able to do whatever they want. Uh-huh. They've got, they've got police officers taking a knee to, to, to try to show solidarity with these people. That was Miami. And, 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 mm-hmm. and, and, to, tell, and, and to show you, to, to give you a little bit of insight into the thought pattern of some of these idiots, one of their sympathizers on Facebook last week pretty much said uh, this this Ryan McNally from Minneapolis pretty much said that if first responders aren't taking a knee, they're bootlickers to the government. Yeah, that's the mentality of these people. You know, something must be done definitively, or these people are going to keep going. They are they are coordinated. They are funded. Yep. And, and, I, and I sent you some paper. Oh, we're going to get into that, Frank. We're going to get into that. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, you know, th- this this Antifa group has declared war on the United States, and it's time the United States declare war and, on Antifa. And I mean viciously. Yep. Yep. And we are definitely going to get into the funding uh, in the second uh, segment here. But I just wanted to mention, uh, you know who Keith Ellison is, right? Yeah. The, the the fascist the, the fascist attorney general up in Minnesota. Well, wait till you hear this one, and you may not know this. His son is a city council member yeah. of the Minnesota of the Minneapolis Saint, uh, City Council. He he came out in a tweet and declared his support for Antifa yesterday. Mm-hmm. And if this thing would have been, if this organization would have already been declared a domestic terrorist organization, we could have picked them up. Yep, because he would have been supporting a terrorist organization. You know, so this needs to happen now. The, the White House needs to act on this now before it gets any further. And quite honestly, the only reason Antifa is this potent this time is because the Obama administration last time didn't do jack to actually put them in a corner. Right. So when you when you look at the when you look at the stink that is attached to what's happening now, I smell Valerie Jarrett and I smell Eric Holder. Yep, because this was their baby. Well, Eric Holder has a history of, of commandeering buildings in in fascist style from his college days. Yep, yep. And Valerie Jarrett is a a descendant of a communist organizer. Yep. In in Chicago, who cheered on the the riots in nineteen sixty seven and sixty eight. Yep. Yep. And uh, this is this is what we're dealing with now. Now they're all grown up, and look what we got. But here's the deal, you know. Um, Antifa uh, will be probably be declared a domestic terrorist group one way or the other. They can either do it with the support of the Congress, the way it's supposed to be, or the president can declare an executive order and do it that way, which I don't think Nancy Pelosi would like. But too bad, so sad. 
Nancy Pelosi is playing this from a political point of view. She won't come back from California under the guise of this pandemic. And I'm telling you, if there aren't spikes in every major city of people getting coronavirus after this, then it's all been a sham. Yeah. That it's proof positive that this thing was never something that had to be worried about, and they crashed the economy on purpose. You got it. Hold that thought. We'll get Frank's blood pressure back down again, because when we come back, we're going to tell you about the money connection, where it came from, and how much is going back and forth. You won't believe it, but you might believe it when I tell you, because I got the numbers right here in front of me. I'll be right back. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch. Why a shotgun? Why a shotgun? News, insight, passion. Hey, I'm 930 The Answer. Online at TheAnswerSarasota.com. Hey, I'm 930 The Answer. Hi, this is Mike Gallagher. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch with Captain Matt Bruce. Yes, you are. And this portion of the Captain's America Third Watch, my conversation with Frank Silvato from the Underground USA podcast, is brought to you by my friends at Moss Nissan. Now, Moss is spelled M-A-U-S and Nissan, the website Moss, M-A-U-S, Nissan.com. Now, between incredible factory incentives, 0% financing on all new vehicles, and rock-bottom pricing on pre-owned vehicles, you can save big right now at Moss Nissan. And, oh, by the way, when you tell them the captain sent you when you walk in the door, that's $500 off your new or certified pre-owned vehicle, too. But make sure you tell them when you walk in the door so that you make sure you get it, because you're not going to get it if you wait till the last minute and go, oh, by the way, the captain sent me. That's not the way it works. You go in there and you tell them, and then you know you're going to get it. And rest assured, when you visit their showroom, you can feel safe because they've done everything they can to make sure it's kept sparkling clean in serious compliance with the CDC guidelines. Now, Moss Nissan also provides OmniShield antimicrobial treatment for as part of your Moss Care maintenance package. You feel safer at home? You want to shop from home with your computer? You can do that too, mossnissan.com. And finally, if you're a doctor... A nurse, a first responder, active uh, duty veteran, veteran or a uh, uh, duty military or a veteran, or you're a pastor, you get 20% off your service work at any one of the Moss Nissan locations, plus free valet service, complimentary cleaning, and sanitizing of your vehicle using OmniShield at no charge to you. So... Moss Nissan, M-A-U-S Nissan.com. Open for business in Tampa, Newport Ritchie, Crystal River, and Moss Acura at 11001 North Florida Avenue with the new Moss Nissan right next to it. Same location. So that's Moss, M-A-U-S Nissan.com. Moss, M-A-U-S Nissan.com. And always remember to tell them the captain sent you. You're going to save big money on that vehicle when you buy it. All righty. Here he is. Frank Silvato again. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Mr. Captain. Now, you've calmed down, so now we can go from there because I didn't want you to struggle with I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to get jacked up again. Yeah, I know, because what we were talking <laughs> about. Now, now this is there. you've got a personal stake in this, and I want you to tell everybody right now what it is. Your mother lives, what, 20, 30 miles away from Chicago? Yeah, we're talking. We're talking a, a suburb of Chicago. We're not talking about the downtown in the city or in Cook County proper. This is a county over from where Chicago exists on the lakefront, and and we've got we we've got these idiots hitting Best Buys and Verizon stores, and then you have the wannabe terrorists who are knocking places over like that just because it's opportunistic. Mm-hmm. You know, 
when, when people in the United States, I, I've, got, I've got friends up there who are locked and loaded. They've got a gun in every room next to every door. You've got friends who have, who have went out and, and said, I've got to, I've got to fortify my weapons yep. right here. Mm-hmm. Yep. When, when, when the American people have to go to bed with weapons underneath their pillows because they don't feel the safe, it is, it's time for the federal government and the state governments to do something a little bit more than put out, put out statements about, we're not going to tolerate this anymore. Get out there and stop it. Yep. Now, George Soros is the founder and chairman of a group called the Open Societies Foundations, which is a group of a whole bunch of splinter organizations that are in the, inside that one. Now, he's given away more than $32 billion of his personal fortune to fund the Open Societies Foundation work around the world. Uh, he's given as much as $13.6 million, all verifiable by the financials that are on the website um, for the group. $13.6 million to Antifa. Now, part of the uh, statement goals of the Open Society Foundation is that they are working to build vibrant and inclusive democracies whose governments are accountable to their citizens. And they've been doing a lot of work with the COVID-19 thing and all that stuff and uh, the grants they give to groups and this, that, and the other. Uh, I get it. I understand it. But we need to understand right now that the major benefactor to Antifa is George Soros and his Open Society Foundation. Now, Frank, it gets even better than that. Upon doing a little bit of extra checking and seeing who some of the big money makers or money contributors that were in there, George Soros, of course, was number one. Number two, who had given over $3 million to the Open Society Foundation, was Tom Steyer. Now, didn't he recently run for president? They yeah, did. He also owns Progressive Insurance. Mm-hmm. And you know, so, if you're buying, if, if mm-hmm. you're buying Progressive Insurance, so they're your insurance carrier. You're funding this guy so he can be rich and give money to Antifa. So you got Progressive switch over for something. Let this guy feel some pain. And un, unnamed, it said, and several, and and numerous Hollywood elitists said that on on their page. So Hollywood elitists, I take to be movie stars. No, and and producers and studio owners and the people who feed off their notoriety, yeah. So that's who is giving money to the uh, the Open Society Foundation, which is Rockstock and Kitty Hawk, George Soros. So how, and this is something we really need to do, and you, you and I talked about this, how can we get George Soros... Uh, pointed out as the money man, the principal behind this, and then have him named an unindicted conspirator, co-conspirator in this, and have the government go after his finances in the United States and just shut this guy down. How can we do that? Well, in, in 2015, the Open Society Institute gave a, gave a $1.75 million to a... Uh, uh, to an organization called Center for Community Change Action, which is which is the major player in uh, in getting the the recruitment and money to Antifa, because mm-hmm. Antifa is well funded and they're very well coordinated. This is one of the community organizing groups that actually facilitates their organization and 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 their financial wherewithal. When you have a direct connection to Antifa after it's after it's designated a a domestic terror organization, anybody who's giving money to it can have their assets frozen. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, this is how we went after people who helped Al-Qaeda. We, we would sit there and put pressure on them because Treasury put them on a list and said, we're freezing your assets. Well, it works for me if we can only get it done. And, of course, Antifa, um, regarding the authorization to hunt down the Antifa uh, leadership, which is something that we would be doing if we declare them a domestic terrorist group. But again, we just got done talking about that. But with the signing of the designation making Antifa a terrorist organization, this would provide authorization to activate the 56 regional JTFs, which are, of course, the Joint Task Force uh, people, to hunt down Antifa leaders. Now, we know that this all was originated Sunday morning by Attorney General Barr and the DOJ, who started the wheels moving on this uh, order. Well, we need the order to be proactive, because as we've seen in the past, because many of these organizations have been politicized for for the eight years under Bill Clinton and the mm-hmm. and the additional eight years under Barack Obama, you've got political players who are who who tend to slow drag, who who tend to kind of look the other way, don't implement orders. They're pretty lackadaisical about about political and ideological issues. We need to purge these organizations first. If people don't do exactly what they're ordered to do by the top of the DOJ, they need to be fired and removed immediately because, ladies and gentlemen, this group Antifa has declared war on the United States. We have to be on a war footing against this enemy, and we have to take the battle to them. Right now, we're on defense, and that is a horrible position to be politically, militarily, ideologically, you know. We've got to act definitively now. Yeah, and wait till you hear this one. They hacked into um, one of the uh, New York City computer systems that uh, was giving the marching orders to the police and the fire as to where they were staged and what they were to do. And uh, the reason that these guys were always one step ahead of the police and the fire was because they knew where they were going to be and what they were going to be doing before they before um, you know anybody else knew, and they would just go somewhere else and do what they did. And and, then, and, mm-hmm. and you've got people thinking that this is this is some ragtag group of white supremacists oh, from no. a, from from wherever. Oh, this no. is a coordinated attack on the United States urban areas. Yep. If they could, if they could, we've crippled the country with coronavirus. Because we listen to 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 Doctor Fauci, who changes his tune every fifteen minutes, depending on what the news cycle says, and 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 then we hand out masks to people and tell them you have to wear them in public, and then we have this, so we can't identify anybody unless their ears are uncovered. Mm-hmm. If you don't think this is a coordinated effort before the next election to cripple the United States, you're smoking dope. Yeah, exactly, because that's exactly what it is. They they feel the time is right. They're trying to pull out all the stops and do everything they can right now to see to it that they can destroy and fundamentally transform the United States of America right in front of I, your eyes. I, I, I told you in 2008, before Obama was elected, if we let this genie out of the battle, we're in trouble. You are right, and we will talk to you on Friday. Stay low, my friend. Yep. Frank Solato, Underground USA podcast. Go over there and listen to him. He's a fascinating guy. Knows what he's talking about. And you just heard us have a candid conversation about America. Folks, you'd better wake up now. I'll be right back. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe, like, and share our podcast with your friends and family. 
This podcast can be heard on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and TuneIn, as well as on podcast platforms like CastBox, Podcast Addict, Sonos, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Himalaya. This podcast has been a production of the Underground USA Podcast Network. All content is used with permission and exists in the public domain pursuant to the fair use law. You're listening to the Underground Podcast Network. Tis the season for giving. And what's better than giving more to everyone you love? With Celebrations Passport from 1-800-Flowers.com, I can enjoy unlimited free shipping on everything, from flowers to gourmet gifts across their entire family of brands, which means sharing more with the special people in my life, now and all throughout the year. Shop 1-800-Flowers.com stream and share holiday joy today. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 